Hello and welcome to a new episode of The Point of Everything. It's the second annual Choice Prize preview for Irish Album of the Year 2017. And I'm joined, as always, this is only the second annual one, so let's see if it does turn into, as always, next year, by John Barker, presenter of Totally Irish and co-creator of the Press Record live videos on YouTube. John, how's it going? Owen O'Sullivan, it is a pleasure. And listen, this is a tradition. We shall be doing this in 20, 30 years, I promise you. (laughs) Do you think the Choice Prize will still be going in 20 or 30 years? Do you think me and you will still be going in 20 or 30 years is the question. Oh yeah, that that that's a good point. But um, <laughs> I think the complaining over Irish Album of the Year will always uh, continue. Before we announce uh, the 10 albums that we're going to delve into and try and come out with a winner for the best Irish album of last year, what do you, like, what do you feel is missing? What do you think of the shortlist in general? What do I think uh, in general? I mean, you, you can look at it both ways. There's there's a lot of newcomers. I mean, there's, I, I think, eight of the ten albums that have been nominated, or eight of the ten acts, I should say, that have been nominated have, have never appeared on the shortlist before. Five of the ten albums, as far as I know, are debut albums. Um, there's some independent acts on there as well. So, you know, quite generally, you'll have you know people criticizing the fact that most of the acts that are nominated belong to labels and that it's always those with a bit of money behind them that they get nominated. So, you know, there's, there's always going to be criticisms. You know, you'd like to see a little bit more variety maybe on it. There's a few albums that got nominated, which we'll probably chat about now, that I, I don't know really if they deserve to be on it. But, you know, that's, you're always going to get criticisms. That's, that's the beauty of it. And so, like, are there, are there any albums that you feel uh, you would have liked to have seen on it? I think that you were um, disappointed that Seamus Fogarty wasn't there. Am I right? Yeah, I absolutely loved that album. I don't know if your your listeners to this podcast uh, have uh, have heard of it or have checked it out. It's called The Curious Hand. A wonderful album, released through Rough Trades. You know, full of charm and clever lyrics. I actually think on that it, it went very much under the radar. I, I don't remember there being a lot of hyper promotion made about it at all, which is a pity because there's a lot to appreciate on it. I also, I mean, I I think that that one definitely should have been on it. Joshua Burnside's Efrata, I think, also could have come close. And Planet Parade's Mercury, um, possibly. That, that, that would have been a, a very much a, a dark outsider, but I, I would have liked to have seen maybe one or two or, or all three of those on the shortlist. But you know what? I, what's your opinion of the shortlist? I think it's really, really interesting. I mean, I, I, I think it's, it's, it's probably the weakest overall shortlist that we've had. If you think on back to even the last two years we had, and I know you're a big fan of girl band, we had albums from girl bands, uh, Villagers, Ruth and Gano last year, Jape, All Twins. I mean, all of those albums, in my opinion, are probably far more superior, as in albums released by those acts are probably more superior than any of the 10 on this shortlist. What, what's your opinion of it? Ooh, I, I guess it's just, it's such a tough thing to actually like conclude fairly. I mean, it's so subjective as well. Uh, I, th- I think some of these albums probably aren't as big as uh, some of the ones that you mentioned and the ones that have been released in previous years, which is surprising considering like James Vincent McMorrow is one of the biggest names that's been nominated. Like this is his third nomination, I think, for his third album, True Care. Um, Fionn Regan is there as well. I was just looking at the Spotify stats. Uh, his title track uh, of the album has over 12 million plays on wow. Spotify. So 
Yeah, but uh, uh, like we'll get into Fionn Regan a little bit. I think that that's kind of the only really good song on that album. Uh, I think th- there are good stories about a lot of the albums uh, on this year's shortlist. And yeah, I, I don't think that it is a weak shortlist in that there's no obvious winner. And when there's no obvious winner, doesn't it mean that we have like five or six really, really good albums? It does. And, and you mentioned that there. Like, we would not be surprised if at the end of the, the night when they, they announced the winner, if, if any of these, like if New Jackson, um, Ships, Fionn Regan, Lancome, Talos, dare I say even James Vince McMorrow, who for some reason never gets a sniff of a chance with these awards. But mm-hmm. if, if any of those five or six were announced as the winners, I don't think anybody would be surprised. Whereas in other years, is generally sometimes a shortlist within the shortlist of two or three albums that you think, yeah, one of those will probably get us. And I think it's really, it's really, really hard for the judges this year. I think this is the hardest one, yes. Um, and I doubt if any of them are going to go in there with one album that they think, yeah, I'm going to fight to the death for this particular album. I'd say most of them will go in with, yeah, I've got two or three albums that I'd like to see win. And and when you have that, that means there's room for persuasion and room for, for turning of opinions. Because if you look on at the, the judges on the panel, um, and I, I think, you, you know, some of them, I know some of them, and I'm, I'm talking about the likes of um, Stephen Byrne, um, Kate Brennan Harding, Dave Hannity is on there, Martin Byrne, Hugh Linehan. They all have strong, pretty strong personalities. They're a little bit stubborn as well. So I think that that might play a factor as well. Yeah, could, so, you think it might be one of those ones where it's it's kind of like the, there isn't a clear winner, but it's kind of like by group majority, it is kind of like, okay, let's hedge our bets. And okay, yeah. this album, even though none of us think it is the best, it kind of wins by default sort of thing. I think I think it could come down to that quite easily. There's the, especially when you think of okay, apart from James Vincent McMorrow and maybe Fionn Regan, there aren't any established names in there. So you know the way you're not going to get the judges kind of going. Well, you know what? This is his. No, apart from those two, this is his first. Um, oh, sorry, this is his third or fourth nomination. Or come on, like these guys have been doing it for 15 years. It would be great to see them get a win. There's there's so many new acts on that list, and there's so many independent acts as well that it's it's kind of like a, a blank canvas nearly for the judges so I, I think a lot of them are going to base their opinion on what is the best album and maybe they're not going to let any other factors come into play which we might have seen uh, in previous years unless they think that James Vincent McMorrow should have won this award by now which he should have by the way <laughs> so yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I, 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 or, or, or unless they kind of look at it and go, well, you know what, there's a genre of music that's represented on this list that I think is a bit misrepresented uh, in, in, in the mainstream media, such as maybe what Lancome have come out with this year, and they feel it's a bit trendy and they go for that. But otherwise, I think it's, it's a blank canvas. And they might just sit around and actually go, for, for once, they might just go, what is the best album? Hmm. Yeah, I, I guess we'll get into it. Uh I'll call out the 10 best albums now. So, Come On Live Long, In The Still, uh, which is self-released. Marlene Enright is nominated for Placemats and Second Cuts, which is self-released. Fan Club are up for the self-titled debut album Fan Club, which is out in Universal. Lancome are up for Beneath the Earth and 
The Sky, which was released on Rough Trade. It's their second album. They used to be called Lynched, and they released one album under that name before changing it to Lancome. James Vincent McMorrow is nominated for his third album, True Care, which is released again on Faction Records. New Jackson is up for his debut album, From Night to Night, which is released on All City, which I think is their first nomination on the Choice Prize, which is really good. Other kin are up for their debut album, OK, out on Ruby Works, home to Wyvern Lingo, who I think will be nominated for Choice Prize next year. Yon <laughs> Regan is up for the meetings of the water out on Abbey Records. Ships are up for debut album Procession, which is self-released. Talos are up for Wild Ali out on Feel Good Lost. And the 10 judges, uh, Stephen Byrne on Twitter asked, uh, who voted for that muck? Stephen, you voted for that muck. <laughs> You're one of the judges. Uh, you, uh, he's the editor of Golden Pleck. And then the other judges are Kate Brennan Harding from Today FM, Martin Byrne, a music consultant, Tracy Clifford from 2FM, Alan Donovan from Cork's Red FM, Dave Hanrady from... The Point of Everything rival No Encore, Hugh Linhan from The Irish Times, uh, Anne Marie Shields from BIM, Lillian Smith from RT Radio 1, and Danny Wilson from Totally Dublin. So, looking at that uh, lineup, John, I think straight away, if we were in the judging room and we were asked to get rid of, of a couple of albums, which is how it worked in my year. Uh, when I was a judge on the Choice Prize year that De La Rentos won, I think Fan Club and Otherkin could probably go. Not because they're like, <laughs> I, I think Otherkin is a good, a really, really good band uh, and they do what they do really, really well. And if I was 10 years younger, if it was 2005 or 2006 again, I'd be like, this is the best band ever. But I think in 2018, I just kind of feel like it's really, really dated what they and fan club do it's just kind of like I, I love the term indie landfill and that's what I think when I listen to these albums even though I think Otherkin are a really really good live band yeah I, 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 I'm I, gonna you know I can't wait to have this discussion with you because I know we're gonna disagree on a lot but um, fan, I, I would go there with that opinion in terms of fan club um, and I, I, I think it's a really good album the problem for me is with a lot of the songs on it that like I was listening to more or less that that type of music when I was when I was growing up. Though Fan Club's version of it is probably a bit too sugary or kind of commercial for me. But you know, when I was growing up I heard other acts doing it and they probably did it a lot better than that. Um for a debut album though I, I think it, it's it's really, really good. Um I, I, I would have liked Stephen King, the lead singer, maybe to have tested his vocal range a little bit. But I, I agree with you. I probably as good as as it is for a debut album, I probably would discard that one from from the overall shortlist. I am going to completely disagree with you, though, with Otherkin uh, and their album, OK. I, this is one of my favourite albums of the year. Um, I, You know, there's very few albums on that shortlist, though, that from start to finish, there's absolutely no filler. And this this is is one of them because, um, it, it, like, you could, they could probably have released every song as, as a single. Um, they've, they've, uh, along the, uh, you know over the last few years they've they've kind of come out of this group of of uh, of guitar driven bands or guitar influenced bands that you know, we always have in Ireland and they just developed really really quickly they released great single after great single they're brilliant live as, as you said there yourself um they've just come off this big huge european tour they they're on the road to success i guess um, and yeah, I, th- I think this is this is a really good album. So I would keep this album <laughs> on the short. Wow. But don't you think that like you, you've heard all of it before? I mean, like I I mean, AO is a great single and everything, but I think that it's just 
so indebted to the Strokes and Arctic Monkeys and bands that we've heard all before. I don't really think that there's much originality uh, on Otherkin's debut album. Well, look, you, you could probably argue that point for a lot of the albums that are that are on the shortlist. You know, there's, there's, you know, in terms of original, <laughs> is that controversial? In terms of uh, originality, um, no, it's probably not the most original. I mean, I don't think the lads themselves would, would say it is, but uh, we're looking at a, a, like an album of the year. Does it, does it deserve to be on the shortlist? Yes, absolutely. It's, it's a very, very, very good album. Um, and as I said, it, it's one of the few albums that from start to finish is strong. There's no filler. And I didn't get that with a lot of the other albums. So no, I, I, I'd i have it on there. Wow. Okay. Um, let's talk about Lancome's. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, no, no, go, go for it. Lancome's kind of uh, the, f- the first album that they've released under the Lancome title, Beneath the Earth and the Sky. So Lancome are four piece. Uh, the two um, McCullough brothers, isn't it? I- or sorry, Ian and Dara Lynch. Uh, Cormac yeah. McDiarmida and Rady Pete. So they released their debut album a couple of years ago as Lynched, and they changed their name to Lancome, named from the uh, named after the child murdering villain from the classic ballad "False Lancome," sung by John Riley, a traveller who was camped at Clune Grehen in Coot Hall in County Roscommon. Can you tell that I'm reading all this off the internet? By the way, <laughs> <laughs> I was just about to say I'm very impressed. And like. So this is kind of one of the new folk type of bands that are out there at the moment. Um, I mean, folk has won before, more traditional folk, I suppose, with the gloaming a couple of years ago. Lancome are kind of punk rock folk, or that's that's yeah, kind of uh, what, what they'd have you believe. It's released on Rough Trade, which is really, really good. And the title track is brilliant. The thing with Beneath the Earth and the Sky, we were talking about originality, but one of the things with folk music is that, um, you know, they kind of, they're constantly covering old traditional songs. And I think uh, Beneath the Earth and the Sky isn't a, a long album, but I think that there's only actually three um, original tracks on it and the rest yeah. are all covers their own takes on the album I don't know if that kind of detracts from it it's a 56 minute album which is fairly long it's only nine songs so six of those are covers um, I, I don't know does that kind of detract from it a little bit or does it yeah. show how good Lancome are that they kind of add their own uh, artistry to these tracks yeah I could say for for me it took away from it. It took away from it. I'm I'm not sure really what to make of this album because you, I I look I the opening track what will we do when we have no money is brilliant you know and uh, as an intro I thought Christ this is going to be mm. a, a great album I love the sparseness and the, it's it's such a direct and and powerful song it's probably the highlight of the album for me. There's another song on it called the Granite Gaze which is brilliant. I absolutely loved it as well, but. As you say, there the album is, is it's a mixture of original tracks and, and traditional compositions. But for me, it, it didn't really take me anywhere new in terms of folk, uh, of Irish folk music. Like like a lot of Irish people, I, I, I'm sure possibly you were the same on uh, of a certain age. I, like I would have heard a lot of Irish folk songs. I would have heard a lot of traditional Irish music when I was growing up. Whether it was um, here in, in Dublin with you know visiting relations or. Uh, at family parties or else on holidays down the country and 
Look, unless I'm, I'm very much mistaken, and if so, I'd be happy for someone to show me how, because I'm by no means an expert on, on Irish folk or traditional music. But this album sounds a lot like the music I heard when I was growing up. So it it, it doesn't really take it in any different direction at all. Hmm, I, so. I, I guess that I think that it sounds completely different to everything on the shortlist, which is kind of refreshing. And it is nice that there is a bit of diversity uh, on across those 10 albums. I kind of bow to Ian Mullaney's uh, Irish Times review of uh, this album. I think he's a really, really good critic. And I think that he uh, offers something um, in his review. You can just Google it. You'll find it pretty easily uh, that I haven't seen elsewhere because maybe the knowledge isn't there with people when they talk about it. He says that um, like Ian Lynch drips with irony uh, in the song Danta in Aaron. Um, and he says that the anger in that song is palpable, welcome and well-directed. However, just as films uh, such as Ken Loach's Eye, Daniel Blake can be utterly correct in its criticisms, but disappointingly artless in, in its presentation, the song seems stagnant, airless, limp almost. I think that that's really interesting, you know, kind of like, is the artistry actually there? Or are they just kind of, I don't know, not going through the motions, but something akin to that? Yeah, it's an interesting point, isn't it? But, no, but that's kind of what what I, what I was alluding to there. I mean, I, I don't think it, it doesn't sound any different. I mean, as I was listening to the album and, and, and each track, I kind of thought, well, I've heard, I've heard these kind of songs being done before. Yeah. It didn't really, and again, that's what I'm saying. That That's why I, I, I probably would need somebody that was a bit more clued into to that type of music to show me where the, I guess the, the variations are in, in the arrangements of the song the songs but um no i wasn't i mean I, I i fully agree it should be on the shortlist i'm not saying it shouldn't but in terms of did did i enjoy listening to it would it be one of the albums that i would go for if i was on the judging panel no it definitely isn't uh i, th- I think the title track is one of my favorites across the 10 albums i think that it's yes. probably competing with fion regan's uh title track the meeting of the waters which also opens uh his album as like one of the really, really good songs. And that's what makes Fionn Regan's album a little bit bit disappointing to me, that it it's relatively short. It's uh, just over 40 minutes. Uh, um, the, t- the final track is 12 minutes long, but there's nothing that comes even close to the Meetings of the Water song for me. Uh, like, I don't know, did the album do much for you? It didn't really do like too much for me I was kind of like oh it's over without me even realising that it had gone through you know the nine or ten songs yeah no it it is quite short I've had a, a weird relationship with this album since it's released because it, it it gives you kind of instant gratification so well I listened to it like a lot for the first two weeks and then I, I suddenly went no I've, like I'm, I'm kind of getting a bit sick of this you know it was nearly too much too soon which is something that Fionn Regan doesn't really do so I, I left it for months and then when it got nominated again, I, I decided to have a listen back to it. And on, I think, and I'm going to stick my neck out here a little bit, and I know it's too early in the podcast to do this, <laughs> but I think this album has a really, really great chance of winning. I really do. He's made, uh, like, I, I, I understand what you're saying about the title track, The Meetings of the Waters, possibly not having a, a similar comparison in terms of its quality on, on the rest of the album, but it's a really accessible album. I mean, it, it really is. And, and that's in, in stark contrast to anything he's he's done before if you think back to like 100 acres of sycamore or the bunkhouse volume one album which he released if you listen to i mean listen to what about cape of diamonds that, that's a that's a really kind of of poppy uh accessible song if you listen to to that and other tracks 
on the album, you can't actually believe it's John Regan. You know, it, it's it's nearly it's nearly baroque pop at, at times. It, 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 there's a, there's a lovely sound throughout. It's 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 soft. It's warm. Um, turn the skies of blue on. I have the track listing here. Turn the sky the skies of blue on is is, is beautiful. It, it's a song that I think only Fionn could write and sing. But he's he's managed to create this lovely, warm, inviting sound on the album. I, I guess he, he's introduced since, which helps as well. And the lyrics, as always on every song, are, are thoughtful and very kind of clever. And I guess that's what he's he's renowned for as well. I think this is a great chance. Yeah, he's been and I wouldn't have said that a few months ago. You know? Yeah, he's been he's been around for so long as well, and he's always kind of dubbed, you know, as one of the underrated artists of our generation, I suppose. So yeah, I I wouldn't be surprised if it does get nominated, but I just think that like it's as as an album, I just don't think that there's much flow there. Like I, I mean, the songs that you mentioned are all kind of uh, top loaded, as in the first four tracks, and then after that, it's kind of like you know a two minute track, a one minute track, a two minute track. And I think it just kind of loses the flow. And like up into the rafters, yeah. like kind of comes in, uh, it's the penultimate song on the track. And initially I was like, oh, this sounds really good. And then I was like, oh, actually it kind of sounds like a picture this a- song or something. You know, I think that it's oh. really, it's a real like, I don't know, just <laughs> popped on badly sort of thing I don't I don't know how I describe it and then the 12 minute track just kind of meanders through I I think that as an album it's uh it's pretty disappointing okay all right isn't it amazing though to to you know to think that the end of history which for me is a, is an absolutely brilliant brilliant album it didn't win the choice back in 2007 it lost the divine comedy's victory for the comic news like that is I, we always give out about well, some people about the fact that Super Extra Bonus Party won the choice and maybe it shouldn't have that year. But I think that is is equally a bizarre decision to give it to Divine Comedy over the end of history. He really, he should have won it for that. Yeah. So well, maybe maybe that's maybe that's something known that the judges might think of. You know, you never know. Yeah, I think if it, it comes down to two or three albums. I I think he'll be competing with James and Jim Camaro in that kind of like if it does come down to like. Oh, the some of these guys have been around for a while. Who who kind of deserves it? James Vince McMorrow is up for True Care, which was a surprise released last year. He had um, released his second album only the year before, and kind of came out with this almost out of nowhere. And it it sounded quite uh, like it was really exciting that someone had recorded this and released it in such a short space of time. And I think that it it really stands up. Uh, like I I've been a big fan of James Vince McMorrow. Vincent McMorrow from the start and uh, I think that this album is really really good and he also has done something that I wish a lot of other artists had would do as well he went to uh, the website Genius and he annotated a lot of the lyrics that are on the album so if you really like this and you're like interested in what the songs mean James James Vincent McMorrow has kind of told you what it means. The very first song, December yeah. 2914, he says, uh, I chose a date so far off into the future that none of us will ever see it. This was an anchor for a lot of this record, perspective or lack of it. Most days I go from thinking I have everything figured out to knowing I have nothing figured out. You could give me 900 years. I don't think that would change. And I think that that's an idea that he's continuing with right at this moment. I think he's in Germany on a solo tour uh, which I would love to see James Vincent McMorrow uh, solo. I think I think he's brilliant, and I think this album is really really good as well. I think that there's uh, a couple of really standout tracks in there, like 
December 29, 14 is really good. I really like True Care. Uh, I think Constellations is a really, really good track as well. And that continues, I guess. One of the only things that I dislike a little bit about it is that it's uh, it's 15 songs. I think it's a little bit overlong and there's a little bit of filler in there. You know, there's uh, like interlude number one, interlude number two and a two minute outro as well. You know, you could cut that and make it a little bit of a tighter album, I think. What, what do you think of the album? I, I, I... Yeah, I think the fifteen. I think the fifteen songs kind of show how how a bit more relaxed and looser he was with with this album. You know, it was like in in a way the strains were off. I I love the album. No, I think it's great. I love it. Uh, I I and I think over the, the last two or three years with with this album, True Care, and with We Move, that he's found a sound that he's really comfortable with and uh, it, that works in in a live setting. But there's 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 tracks on it. There's a, I find like there's a lot of He's he's experimenting a lot more with his sound, and he's a bit looser with his sound on this particular album. There's elements of probably, like he said in tons of interviews before, that he's, he he listens to a lot of hip hop music, and there's tracks like "Glad It's Raining," which is is so much fun, but it's straight off a Frank Ocean album, and um, like there's hints of Prince throughout. Bears and National are absolutely beautiful pieces of of I mean emotive music. National is such a great single. So I think he's a bit more relaxed with, with how he wants the album to sound. And, and as you said, December 29, 14, he's kind of experimenting, isn't he? Because he goes, it, it goes a little bit left field towards the, the last minute and a half to, uh, of the song. And I think he's kind of saying, this is his way of saying, okay, this is what I want the rest of the album to sound like. Uh, Don't Wait Forever is, is a little bit like that as well. So you can see him experiment and, and I think it, it works really well. And I, what, what I've heard before from judges that have been on the panel on previous years when he hasn't won is that they thought, particularly with Post Tropical, I think, I think a lot of them, a lot of the critics focused on the fact that his voice was the main instrument on that particular album and on, on other songs as well, on, on other albums, because at times, particularly on Post Tropical, the songs were quite sparse in terms of instrumentation. But I, I think we move and definitely with True Care they might be happier with the balance that, that he's got on it. Can I, can I ask you, remember you said earlier on the one about he kind of just released it without any, there wasn't a huge amount of post-production and there, you know, he didn't promote it. It, it wasn't publicized. Do you think that, I think, like, do you think that this maybe has, has for, for critics, maybe for critics, they're not taking it as seriously as they would have if there had been a bit more PR done behind it. Like, it, it, it was almost sold, wasn't it, as a, oh, yeah, this is just a collection of throwaway songs that I recorded, and I'm kind of putting them out now. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess that you you could be like that, but I think that even, even a cursory listen through the album, I think that there are just some standout tracks that get you more so than, like, other albums like I, I think that they just grab your attention more than like Fionn Regan's album does uh, I, I said earlier that it's his third album it's actually his fourth album and yeah it does kind mm. of show his progression I mean he started out with early in the morning as kind of a proper folky and now he has moved into what I think he does want to be as you mentioned it, it's kind of a proper R&B album and I think it's really really good I think it's uh, it's definitely up there as one of the favourites um, what do you want to move on to now? Will we talk about Command of Long's uh, second album, In the Still? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> do you want me, will, I, will I go for it? Yeah, go for it. Well, this, I have to say, this is my biggest surprise when I heard the lineup when it was announced. I was really surprised that that um, they, they they made it to the shortlist because 
I, I actually thought that their previous album, Everything Fall, should have been nominated. I think it came out in 2014. I think it's probably a better album. It, it definitely, it, it's, a, it's a lot more accessible with songs like Little Ones and All the Parts, if you, you remember them. Mountains as well is a great song. I think in the still, I think this one takes a lot more patience. There's a lot in there if, if you, you know, if you take the time to listen to it properly. Bones to Break is, is one of the standout tracks. I think that was uh, one of the singles. And Why Don't You as well has has a nice kind of air of Radiohead about it. And Robin and Louise Gaffney work so well together. Louise is, is super. Like, she's she's absolutely talented. My only criticism of this album, and, and that's why I was kind of surprised that it, that it that it's made the shortlist, is that I, I find that some of the tracks don't really go anywhere. They, they don't really add to the album. I, I would have liked to have seen a bit more variety in there. And I'm, I'm looking at the track list here. I'm thinking of songs like Peak, Little Hedgehog, uh, My Love Leaves is basically a solo track from Rob. Whereas you had songs like the, the, the last song on Everything Fall was Billions, which was a great way to finish off an album. The, the closing track on this album, Truff, for me, is, is quite forgettable. And I, I'm a fan of Come On Live Long, and I have been for a long time, and I, I'm absolutely delighted that they got the nomination. But I think that this might be one of the weaker albums on the shortlist. What's, what's your opinion? What do you, what do you think? Uh, I, th- I think it actually flows really well. I think that um, if you take the songs um, like singularly, uh, I, I think that they kind of lose a little bit like in the still I think I think that might have been like the the first single off it before we actually heard the album and I, I was kind of like a little bit disappointed particularly because I really liked their debut album and I, I liked everything that they had done beforehand but um, I actually think that it, it just goes all really really well together the first song is called some of its parts and I think that that kind of sums up everything about the album I think I think it's a really nice flow it doesn't overstay its welcome it's 10 tracks long and I'd really like to see it win um but as he's I, I kind of agree with with you as well I, I guess that there aren't that many standout moments from it mm. which is a little disappointing yeah. but I, I did see them live in Whelan's I think that it was kind of the album launch and there was like seven or eight or nine of them up on stage at one point and it was a really really good live show so I think at the actual choice ceremony where all 10 acts are performing live which I think might be the first time that that's happened I think that if Command Live Long want to bring that whole showing to it they might um, turn a few heads and maybe make people think twice about the album yeah 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 I think I think they're they I mean they're definitely the, the dark horse out of the 10 albums I don't I, I don't think they they have uh, much of a chance but I, I think it's like they're, they're going to get a lot of uh, publicity hopefully from being on the shortlist so which is great. They're 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 lovely lovely people as well. They're really nice. Yeah, so, and uh, you know, great for them to get nominated. And another act who probably probably won't win because I don't think many people. I think that she was probably the one where people were like, "Wait, who who is that again?" Uh, is Marlene Enright? So hopefully she gets a lot of um, of press and attention and she already has she was featured in the sunday times culture magazine uh at the weekend she's nominated for her debut album place mats and second cuts but don't think that she's a new artist she's been around for years and years and years she was Mm. in the hard ground an underrated band from cork and i think this album is one that i kind of go back to uh like i I return to this probably more than most or certainly half of the albums on the shortlist I think that this is really really good there's almost like a Tom Waits vibe to it I think that there's like like a real experience to the songs I think it's a great pop uh, album and just the way that she's almost like sitting at her piano in a smoky bar crooning away and that's kind of 
flows through the album and I think that it, it works really, really well. Um, I, I don't know if that's just my cork bias shining through, but like, again, it's 10 tracks long. <laughs> it's the perfect length for an album, 39 minutes. Uh, what, what do you think of this album, John? Yeah, you know, I, 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 I'm similar to you. When um, I, I had interviewed Marlin before the, the album came out, so and I knew about the hard ground as well. But since the album has been nominated, I've heard so many people say that they really like Marlin Enright, um, which I hadn't heard before that. You know, they, they really like her as a person, but also her music. So she she is a lot of fans, a lot, a lot more than I than I, I, I thought she had before the album, before the nominations came out. But this is another album that I was really surprised to make the list. I didn't think this would be anywhere near us. Um, there's, there's, you know, I, I agree with you. There's something really, really appealing about her voice. You can imagine her you know, sitting in the bar a la Tom Waits and, and playing these tracks. It, it's really enticing. It kind of sucks you in at times. Um, and there, there are some standout moments on the album. Alchemy is a great single. Little Things and Bay Tree and One, Two, Three are, are, are all great. And as a debut album, I think I, I think it's it's really strong. I I don't think it's one of the strongest albums on on the shortlist. It's it's not um, bar maybe those three or four tracks. It's not an album that uh, I've I've gone back to. But I, I, I like as a debut album, I think it's great. I, I I actually think her next album is going to be um, even better. You know, because she she is super talented. And th- there's a serious lack of female musicians represented on this shortlist, which I don't think is ever going to happen again. Judging by the amount of female acts that are are coming through at, at the moment, but it, it it is great to see Martin on there. I must ask you, how popular then is is she in Cork? Uh, she like she uh, puts on gigs at the White Horse in Ballincollig. Uh, so she kind of plays there every so often. And every time that she plays in Collins, it's pretty much sold out. That's obviously a, a, a really small venue. But I think that she is someone who people are really excited by and seeing kind of where she goes next, because she's also like probably the, ni- the nicest person on the shortlist as well. She's just really, really great. <laughs> I interviewed her um, when the album came out and really happy to talk to her. And just, you know, I, I thought the album was good. And then I went back after I interviewed her and I thought, oh, actually, this album is really, really great. And I think that it's it's even better now. I go back to it. It, it almost sounds like an old friend. Those tracks that you mentioned and as well, like the water, when the water is hot and underbelly, we were in trouble. The last track, I think that uh, across this whole thing, you can pick a fa- you can pick favorites all over the place. I think it's a really, really strong album. Um, Do you think it has a chance? Uh, I'd lo- I'd love it to win, but uh, I don't. I think that it'll lose out. I think people might be like, "Oh, it's it's too nice" or something, you know? Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, an album. I, I guess we're we're getting near the end of it. Um, we're going to talk about three. I think we only have three more albums to talk about, and I, I would be happy with Marlene Enright or any of the following three to win. New Jackson is up for uh, his debut album from Night to Night. I think that this is probably like overall the strongest album on the shortlist. It's David Kitt's side project that started in about twenty eleven. He had hoped that it would kind of be. Um, an anonymous project, but obviously a musician in Dublin is never going to be anonymous for too long. So he's been releasing singles and a couple of EPs with really, really good labels like Hyvern over the last few years. And he was he says that he was um, supposed to make uh, an album with I think it was Permanent Vacation a couple of years ago. Um, but he was just like, I, I actually need to go on tour with um David Gray because he was in a bit of debt so he was like okay I'll go on tour for 18 months with David Gray and 
So this album is kind of a long time coming. It was released in May 2017. And I just think it's really, really great there. The title track just sounds brilliant. I think that there's a real vibe that runs through this whole thing. And it is a proper vinyl record album as well. You know, two separate sides. He says that it was made like really late at night as like overlooking... um, Oh, I can't think of the place in Dublin. It was it Kalini Bay he's from or something like that. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. and he was uh, you know, recording at night. And I think that that comes through. Obviously, the album is called From Night to Night. And I just think that through the six minute track title track, through uh Anya's piano and After Midnight in a Perfect World and Of a Thousand Leaves, those are really, really long uh tracks, but they just take you on a journey and I think that overall this is the strongest album but I think that it's also probably going to miss out just because of what it is it's kind of like a dance album and it probably doesn't grab you in the traditional way that the choice prize usually takes you but maybe there's a new mm. tradition because Russ and Gano family won last year maybe we're not so stuck in our kind of uh you know divine comedy Adrian Crowley type of ways yeah and also the, the gloaming winning uh, previous to that probably o- open things up a-, a little bit more. Do you know, oh, and I've just realized we haven't agreed on any album yet. Yeah, yeah. We yeah, haven't. Uh, I knew this would happen. D- what, what does New Jackson do for you? Do you, do you think about it too much or do, has it kind of passed you by a little bit? Yeah, it passed me by a little bit. Um, and it, it passed me by at the time of its release, apart from, I think I played one or two of the tracks on the show. Uh, until I got until the the nominations came out, and then I, I listened back to it again a, a couple of times. I think it's you know from night to night. I think it's a really good late at night album, or, e- or even at times a driving album. I, I think it takes a, a lot of patience. I have to say, some some of the the tracks pass me by. There's a lot of highlights on it, but there's there's a lot of tracks on it that yeah kind of just pass me by after a minute or two. It, it, it's funny because he's actually he released one of my favorite tracks from last year there will always, always be this love which isn't on the album and i think even the inclusion of that would have would have really helped did am i right in saying that you interviewed david kit recently yeah he's got a, a a new solo album coming out uh it's called use so that podcast uh was just done last week depending on when you La- listen La- to this uh what? this interview podcast yeah. what uh, oh, I'm sorry. What did he say about the nomination? Uh, yeah, he didn't really say too. He didn't really say too much. I think that he's like it's nice to be recognised, um, and I think he's going to be recognised as David Kitt as well for use. I think that's a really, really strong album. Him versus Wyvern Lingo are going to be competing next year. But um, I, I don't know. I think he takes everything in his stride and kind of is just happy to you know f- to have listeners and to be for people who really, really like his music. I, I've, I really love this album and I love the fact that uh, it, it is an album uh, of its time of day sort of thing. You listen to it right now, we're recording at midday and you probably won't enjoy the album as much as you would if you were listening at midnight. So that's... Mm, yeah, uh, I'd, totally I, agree. I'd, I'd, I'd love it to win. Um, I'd also love Ships to win for Procession. It's their debut album. It's uh, Sorka and... Oh, I can't... Simon Cullen. Um, Simon, yeah. And yeah, this is a really, really strong album, but you knew that it was kind of going to be as well. They did a fund it yeah. for it. And the actual final record itself is a thing of beauty. Uh, aesthetically, it's the best looking, best feeling album. Uh, musically, I think that, you know, they 
they do what everybody was hoping that they would do make this yeah. really really big 80s type sound uh all will be is an unbelievable song uh around this world is great i think that there are great songs all across this album yeah yeah fully agree fully agree I, i'm 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 not going to repeat what you said there but uh finally we come to an album that we both agree on um which 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 is this and no i fully agree with everything you've said there but this is look this is the great thing just going off point here this is the great thing about the choice music prize i mean for for people listening to this podcast, this is what happens on, on the day because oh, and you've you've judged before, uh, I've judged before, and you get you get ten people who are very passionate about Irish music sitting around, and you can imagine having ten of us sitting around with completely different uh, opinions to to everybody else, and that's why it's it can be quite difficult to come up with with with, with the winning album on the day. But I think that this is. This is probably the one album that I think a lot of the judges will probably agree on at the end of the day because I, I, I've you know I've heard very few negative things, if any, said about this particular album. Uh, it, it is it's a wonderful album. Uh, yeah, around this world, all will be there. You know, standout tracks. I think this is another album that has no weak songs at all, and I think you, you mentioned that as well. And but even in like the more subtle tracks, like another way golden rule like there's a lot to discover there you keep going back over and over again and listening to them and you discover more and more great great little sounds and you, you can tell that the songs have been worked on like i would say for months on end over yes. and over again with layers of kind of synths and beats and effects put on on vocals it must have taken such a long time and i'll come back to this like the, the mark the mark of a good album for me is that you can become immediately attached to it. And this is kind of what I was saying about the Fionn Regan album, which I was I had conflicting thoughts about it, but it's an album that you, you can become attached to straight away. You just fall in love with it straight away, but months later, you find yourself still going back to it. And that, that for me, that that's this particular album. I can listen to it from start to finish, even though it, it, it's been released months ago, and I still love listening to it. And I still discover, discover things while listening to it. So yeah, great album. Yeah, and I, I think that it's probably the opposite of, say, Come On Live Long's album, which takes a while to kind of get into its world and maybe New Jackson as well. I think that any of the judges, if they haven't heard Chips before, you press play on this track and like it's irresistible. There's nothing that yeah. you can't fall in love with. And yeah, it is meticulously uh, produced. I got to interview Chips for the podcast um, at their uh, old gaff now, I think. Um, and it's just like like the amount of equipment that is around the place and seeing everything that went into this album it's really really great and i think that that shines through uh across the whole thing i'd I'd love them to win and i think that despite them maybe not being a huge name in irish music i wouldn't be surprised if they do win. i think that it would be uh it would be great but i'd also love uh talos to win for his debut album wild ali out on feel good lost uh Talos are a band who have been around for a few years. It's kind of taken Owen French, uh, who was formerly of the, they were practically a Wild Beasts cover band, Hush Warcry, um, back in like <laughs> 20, 2010. You know, it took him a long time to find his voice, but uh, and and to find you know, what Talos actually was. It kind of evolved from a solo project into a three piece, into uh, a couple of years ago, into a, a fully fledged six piece with... Uh, you know, a couple of the guys who are involved in Connolly's Aleppo, including Sam, who runs Connolly's too, and some really, really great musicians. And they've come out with an album, which uh, 13 songs, 49 minutes, uh, 
that just flows so well. And they're, they're, it does that thing where they're just really, really great songs, you know, just as maybe your attention is starting to go. I think uh, Odyssey is brilliant. That's a second track. Contra is absolutely brilliant. That's a fifth track. Tether Bones, track seven. And then Your Love, and, Your Love is an Island comes on. It's the 10th song and it's just less than four minutes. And I just think it's an unbelievable track. I guess maybe one criticism if you're getting really in depth with Talos is that uh, some of these songs have been around for a while and you can almost feel that you're kind of done with them by the time that you get to this album. But I just hear them and they they kind of greet me like old friends. I think this is an absolutely brilliant album. But again, maybe this is my quirk bias shining through. I, I don't think I don't think you're biased at all. I don't think Cork people are biased at all. But can I can I ask you? Can I? This is my criticism of it. And I, uh, let me see what you think of this. I found the tracks on Wild Elite to be quite samey, and I do like uh, quite a bit of Talos's music, and. I, I probably expected more from the album, and I think that's the source of my problem with it. But do you not think like a lot of the tracks at times use the same formula? As in, we have the kind of slow introduction. We we have Owen's vocals over maybe a synth or maybe a simple beat before gradually it builds over you know two or three minutes or w- with layers of synths and, and other beats and vocals before there's generally this euphoric conclusion. Yeah, but like, like when the formula works and the, it works so well, like I, I, I think that that is the, the most obvious criticism of the album. But that's why I like the fact that there are these big songs placed, you know, just as you're as you might be kind of distracted. Uh, but I take your point and I can see why that might be something that um, people don't like about the album. But I think that they just reach highs that like really, really, really high uh like moments on this album that a lot of the other tracks maybe don't maybe apart from ship ships are probably the only other band that reach um as as euphoric highs as talos do for me but uh yeah i, yeah. I can see why people might be kind of like okay come on okay this is that moment this is this is the part where it it all comes together yeah i i i found, I found myself listening to this album going okay i know what's going to happen now in the next minute oh there you go and 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 I, you know, I, I'm probably completely wrong about this album because I'm, I'm sure if if I put that to one side and, and listen to it without without thinking about that, it, you know, and, and just focus on the actual individual songs, and yeah, because he, he's an amazing singer. I mean, what a voice he has! He, he's a brilliant, brilliant like musician now as well. And I was a big fan of Ushwar Cry, like you were as well. So I'm probably wrong about about this. Uh, I probably need to go back and listen to it. But that that's the that's the initial impression I got with 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 Talis, with the singles that he released before this album, and then obviously with, with the album when it came out. But I'm I'm probably completely wrong, and I, I I'd have no problem saying that I'm probably completely wrong with that. But that's just the general view that, that I have of uh, of this album. And I, I going back to what you said there. That's why I think Ship's album Procession will probably when this discussion has gone on between the judges over two, three, four hours, possibly that they'll probably come back to the fact that, okay, well, what album um, is strong from start to finish that uh, hits those euphoric moments that gives so much that's instantly, um, you know, it gives instant gratification, but also you can stay with it for months after. And I think that that could be procession. So, so yeah, I mean, you have a check for 10 grand to, uh, that you have to give. To someone, uh, I mean, who do you think will win and who do you want to win? It sounds like we both think 
ships will win. But well, yeah. I, I mean, I'd love. I, so who do I who do I hope who do I think will win? I think ships will win. Who do I hope? Well, I'm going to give you three. I hope that it's either ships. I'd love to see James Vince McMorrow winning because he, he he definitely deserves it, and, I, and not just because of what he's done in the past. But this is a great album. Or my my outside uh, bet is Fionn Regan. Oh, I thought you were going to say Otherkin. No, oh no, I don't like I, 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 I think that uh, I, I love that album, but I don't think I don't think the judges are going to go for it whatsoever. Ah, so, okay. Um, I not not a, I, I, yeah. Unfortunately, I think that that would be that would be yeah. They'd be a bit of a, a dark outsider uh, <laughs> if they wanted. So yeah, I, I'd like to see James Vince McMorrow, Ships or Fionn Regan. I think Fionn, I think Fionn Regan might just creep up. Yeah, I I'd be like you. I think that I think and would love to see ships win. Uh I'd look I really like to see James and Tomorrow be rewarded for a really interesting album where he's really found his voice. Um or I'd love Talos or Marlene Enright to win as well. I think I think I'd be happy with any of them. Yeah, I do you know what? If if any of the acts on that list won, I think all of us would be happy. You know, I don't think there would be um any of us kind of going, well, you know, because it's that's what, that's what I was saying at the start of this podcast. It is it's 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 like a blank canvas, nearly. It is the the shortlist that any any of them could probably have a good chance of winning because there isn't that shortlist within the shortlist of two or three albums that you think like a lot of judges will probably go for. So yeah, any any of them have, have a chance, I suppose. Yeah, and but it, we're, we're, it, what we're saying though is that if you're going to put money on anybody, ships is, is the album. Yeah, which is surprising because my initial thought when. Like they probably wouldn't have been my very first thought, um, the first moment that I saw the shortlist. But um, I'm looking forward to seeing like pretty much all of these bands play live on the night. It's always a great night. We ran into each other uh, last year when Russ and Gano family won, and hopefully we'll run into each other again. If you're thinking of going to the Choice Prize ceremony uh, on Vicker Street Thursday, eighth of March, uh, tickets are still available. It's always a really, really good uh, night. Uh, John, thanks a million again for continuing this. Trip tradition of going through really <laughs> meticulously through uh the shortlist and yeah best of luck with um uh totally irish that how long has that been going now that has been going i've been presenting it since january 2010 so yeah over eight years every sunday night between nine and eleven that's what i do with my sunday nights yeah, that's uh, that's fair going. I was listening to Paddy Hanna on uh, at the weekend. He was really, really great. He's uh, he's such a he's character. Brilliant. You had Reggie Snow the oh, week before hilarious. this. This this show is becoming like if if it wasn't before, it's certainly becoming like essential listening. I think because of the the guests that you get, it's a real it's really hitting highs now. That um, I think that a lot of other uh, radio shows should be trying to get as well. So, like, congratulations on on the radio show and its continuing journey. And thanks a million for uh, doing this. And hopefully, I'll run into you in Vicker Street on the eighth of March. Oh, no, I shall definitely see you on the eighth of March. Thanks a lot. Thanks for asking me to do this again. I look forward to next year already because ne- next year's shortlist is going to be it's going to be amazing. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll get through this one first, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thanks, um.